independent. Amen. So let's do a little bit of worship, and then uh, we'll go from there. I'll say, actually, I'll sing one song, and then I'd like to, uh, I'm going to have Dolly do the announcements, and uh, she's got a lot of good stuff coming up here. But let's, uh, let's sing, Lord, I lift your name on high.
I'm, I'm, I'm an East Coast baby, so the weather break is bringing me a lot of joy, but there's a lot of people on the street mm -hmm. that are feeling this cold right now, honestly. I mean, I enjoy the cool weather, and I've been outside and enjoying the fresh air and the breeze and all of that stuff, but when the sun starts to go down, buddy, it gets cold. I am like shivering, covering myself up, looking for jackets and sweaters, and then I get my little hot and cold flash thing going on. I don't know if you guys have that going on, but that's happening to me right now. Um, keep me in your prayers. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, I'm, I'm driving around every day. I just see people on the street walking, you know, pushing their carts, laying in the bus stops or whatever the case may be, whatever they're doing. And, and I noticed that yesterday and the day before, um, especially yesterday, and it's going to be more so this week going in because the temperatures are dropping. Um, there were people that even had light jackets on and they were trying to shelter themselves from the wind and they, you know, covering themselves up and, and, um, some of them laying on the benches and you could see them all just snuggled and just shivering. And I mean, it was just breaking my heart because it was after hours. I couldn't get to the storage unit to get my blankets and pillows and things like that. Um, Tony and I went today and, uh, we picked up what we could. We're going to go out after we're done, um, sharing with you, um, and after we're done here. And, um, we actually just, um, I actually sliced like 20 pounds of ham, um, thanks to our, our, um, partner in crime, uh, blessings for La Gaia. Um, she had a little meat slicer and I had this big old chunk of deli meat. And so we cut all that up and we're going to make sandwiches and take it out to the people along with pillows and blankets and some coats. However, there's a lot of people out there. Mm -hmm. So just to give you a quick rundown on what we're, our immediate needs are, um, coming into this, uh, fall and winter, uh, light blankets. Uh, they're usually like five or six bucks. You can pick them up at Walmart or on Amazon all day long. They're fairly cheap. Um, they've got them all at um, out at the thrift stores. They're just tons and tons of blankets and pillows and stuff like that. Uh, ponchos, jackets, sweaters, beanie hats and gloves, uh, sleeping bags, tents and tarps. And I need, if somebody can provide it, I'm looking for... Um, it's called, uh, oh, who makes that? Cambro. Cambro makes these um, outdoor restaurant quality hot liquid containers. They're about yay tall, hold about five gallons of fluid. And they're really awesome to put hot water in. And that way when we go out with, um, with the car, whether we're setting up or we're passing out food, we can have them dispense the hot water. They can use it for their hot cocoa, for the coffee straws, their cup of noodles, their instant oatmeal. Um, they run anywhere from 90 to 150 bucks. Um, I'm hoping that somebody has one available. They're not using that they could donate. If not, you know, maybe we could raise a little bit of money that we can order one off mm -hmm. of Amazon. Um, ways you can give to our organization. Um, we now have a text to give number. It's 602-932-7537. All you have to do is type lift it up. You don't need any spaces or dashes. Just lift it up one word and it'll take you to a little window that'll ask you what your donation would, what you would like your donation to be. Um, uh, we are 501c3. So if you need uh, a receipt, I can provide you one. Just send us a message and we can send one over to you via email or text message. Um, if anything over $50, I'll just automatically generate a receipt and email it to you if you have provided one. 
uh, Cash App, where the dollar sign was Lifted Up Ministry, all one word, with a Y at the end, not an IES. If you participate in your local Fry's Community Rewards Program, our charity ID number is TJ726. Our PayPal is our email, which is lifted-up at minister.com. And um, Amazon Wishlist is lifted-up homeless outreach. Uh, the Walmart registry, we're just under lifted up under the organization tab. And if you have anything you'd like us to pick up, um, you can reach out to us via email at that lifted dash up at minister.com or you can text me. My number is 949-356-2628. Uh, we also have a number here at the house that goes to a voicemail. You can leave uh, your contact info the best time you can, we can reach you or a location that we can pick up the, the donations that you have available. Uh, that number is 623-936-9604. And if you prefer to drop it off, we're in Avondale um, at the intersection of Durango and Avondale Boulevard, just south of Buckeye behind the Fiesta Shopping Center. And um, if you guys want to drop something off, the address is 11206 West Chase Drive, and that's in Avondale, Arizona. Uh, we appreciate everything you guys do to help us out. Um, it's really hard out there. Uh, there's a lot of people that are that are homeless. Yeah. We actually went out uh, Tuesday, and um, we're going to be partnering up with another group called Lost Ones Found. They're, they've been around a little bit longer than we have. Um, they started out just like we did, and um, they, now they have a park that they go to every week, and they've got like eight or ten tents, and they've got nurses and hairstylists and hot food and takeout food that's in bags and clothes and shoes and dog food and all kinds of wonderful stuff. And they're going to be helping us out as well. Um, we're still going through that process, and and um, you know we're all here to help one another and lift other people up when they're down. So if you guys um, have it on your heart to help us whatever way that may be, whether it's through prayer, financially, or through in-kind donations like these, um, you know, your help is greatly appreciated. Mm -hmm. um, we also, this year, will be serving at a park called Bonsall Park mm -hmm. that's in Glendale at the intersection of 59th and Bethany Home Road. Uh, there is an encampment there of roughly 50 to 70 people. Mm -hmm. And, um, that, you know, obviously other people come through there, so there's been times that they've served over 80 people there at that park. But uh, we're going to hold Thanksgiving there for the people um, that live there. And we're going to have music, and Tony's going to speak the word to mm -hmm. them. And we're going to have all of the essentials that they usually require on hand so that they can do that. We are looking for volunteers mm -hmm. to come to either prepare food and deliver it prepared so that all we have to do is pass, uh, package it up and pass it out. Um, if you want to volunteer your time, um, obviously, you know, that's valuable to us. Um, there is, um, I have a Gatorade donation that I need to go pick up um, sometime between now and the Tuesday prior to Thanksgiving. Uh, last time they gave us five pallets, that was roughly 350 bottles of Gatorade. It's a lot of beverages. It's really heavy and extremely heavy work to do trying to tear down the pallets and put things onto the trailer, the truck, and then unload it all into the garage and into the um, storage unit so i need a few strong hands i don't care if they're male or female anybody that's willing and able to come out and help us do that sometime in the next couple of weeks i'm trying to secure at least 10 people that i can count on to be there mm -hmm. before i give them a pickup date so we do have time 
to um, put that together. If anybody can help us out with that, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's it for now, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Thanks again. Right. God bless you guys. All right, all right. Thank you, Dolly, for all that. Um, just so you know, we are uh, experiencing some beautiful things happening, you know, uh, in our lives. Um, you know, um, God is blessing and we're collaborating with other uh, uh, ministries because we believe that people of like heart and like mind should gather together and uh, corporately we can make a bigger difference and a bigger footprint on people's lives to let them know that Jesus loves them and cares about them. I'm excited about Thanksgiving. Uh, like Dolly was saying, we're going to be passing out food and clothing and different things. But the biggest, greatest thing we'll get, be able to pass out is the word. I'm going to speak the word and uh, give them opportunity for salvation and let them know about Christ because it's about the good news. We can give them food that will help them for a night or two, but we want them to have the eternal food, amen, that you and me enjoy because one day uh, we'll see them in heaven and that's what we want to do. When we go to heaven, we want to take people with us, amen? And so why not, you know? So that's, that's, that's our mission, me and Dolly, you know, we're on the same page and uh, we have big hearts for helping people. We have big hearts to love Jesus and to uh, see people set free. See, see people healed, take, taken out of their bondages and addictions. When we know the God that we serve does that, and he uses people like me and you to uh, get that news to people so that they can have hope and be delivered. Amen. So with that, let's sing a little bit more, and then we'll get into the uh, message today. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we had a, 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 a paper malfunction, but we're back on track. Now let's sing, May, Great and Mighty is He. Great and Mighty is He. Great and Mighty is He. Holding glory, arrayed in splendor. Great and Mighty is He. Great and Mighty. Great and Mighty is He. Great and Mighty is He. Holding glory, arrayed in splendor, great and mighty is He. 
see you high and lifted up, that we might be changed by your glory, by your presence, and by your person, Father. That is a prayer. And now we're going to sing one of our favorites, me and Dolly's, is that uh, you are worthy of my praise. Amen and amen. Because he is worthy of our praise, isn't he, church?
afternoon, the evening, 24-7, worship Him in spirit and truth. message today and I want to share that with you because I believe it's very important very relevant for today um, if you got to see my broadcast earlier I, I did do a little broadcast this morning uh, God put on my heart uh, after all this chaotic stuff that's been going on you know the controversy with the elections and COVID and all these different things that have happened in uh, 2020 as you know, 2020 is perfect vision. And as I said, well, guess what? This year, God is trying to wake up his people to have perfect spiritual vision. Because we've been too clouded. We've been too reserved. We've been too held back in sharing the love and the testimony that Christ has given you and given me. Because each one of us has a testimony as to why we serve Jesus, why we trust him. He's done something in our life very meaningful that has made a difference not only for um, you, but for others. You know, we, we have a, a, a like what we call like brotherhood in the, in, the, in the body of Christ, that we can give our vocal testimony of what God has done for us. So uh, what I want to do is uh, I'm going to say a prayer, and then we're going to get into this, and uh, we're going to see where, what God has for us today. Um, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity and time to do this devotion, to get into the Word. I pray that your Holy Spirit would touch our lives would help us to retain the things that we need to be a blessing in life and to show people that you do care and that you do love and that you can change situations for your glory, Lord. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. So what I'm going to read to you, first scripture I'm going to read to you today is uh, found in Matthew chapter 28. And I'm going to go down from verse 18 to 20. I did cover that a little bit this morning, but I want to uh, expound on it or expand on it a little bit more tonight because I think it is vitally important for us as disciples of Jesus Christ to understand these things. Okay, so in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20, in case you're following along, um, this is known as the Great Commission, the Great Commission. And basically what has happened here is the disciples are gathered together with Jesus after he has rose from the dead. He, he died for the sins, and then the third day he did exactly what he said. He rose from the dead, and now he's talking to the disciples and those that are around him about the commission he's giving to the disciples of Jesus Christ. This is, this is the disciples here. So I'll start off in verse 18. It says, then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Well, I'm here to tell you we're very, getting very close to that end of the age. But what I want to point out here to you in this scripture is that you notice Jesus is giving them their marching commands, if you will, as soldiers in the army of God to kick down the gates of hell and to set the prisoners free so that they can be 
in true freedom and peace and happiness and joy. And so he tells the disciples here, this is very important because this is our command, by the way. This is the great commission for all of us that have put our trust in Jesus and that he is our Savior and Lord. He says that all authority has been given in heaven and earth to him. And guess what? He gave that to you and me. In other words, Jesus living in you and Jesus living in me lives in the fullness. We just have to get more educated in our spirits how to tap into what's already in us because we can't get any more of Jesus or any more of the Holy Spirit or any more of the Father than he's already given. He's given everything without measure to us. It's in our hearts. It's in our spirits. And this is something that we must understand, as you've heard me say in times past, about walking in the Spirit and living in the Spirit. And I gave you the references in John 3, 3, where Nicodemus, the Pharisee, is asking Jesus about this kingdom of God. He says, unless you are born again, you will never see the kingdom of God. In other words, we worship Jesus in the heaven through spirit and truth. Because, again, I've always said this, and I believe it to be true. Uh, you can be intellectual. Um, you know, I have a few college degrees. Uh, there's people that are much smarter than me, but that's not the point. You can be as intellectual as you want, but that'll only take you so far before you hit a ceiling because you can only get so many degrees and you're done. Well, in, in the spirit of God, it is limitless. It is what, I, what we refer to as being illuminated with revelation. So when God writes his word down here and we read it, it illuminates within our spirits his truth so that we can know him more, know how to pray. The Holy Spirit teaches us how to pray, teaches us things about Jesus, but the Word of God is alive. You find that in Hebrews chapter 4, it talks about the Word is like a double-edged sword. It cuts bone and spirit. It is a discerner of the hearts. It, it, in other words, the Word of God, we read the Word of God, but actually the Word of God is reading us because that's what changes and transforms us as we submit to the Holy Spirit. He says, child, this is what you need to change your life or this is how you need to live your life. And it's liberating. It's not putting us into bondage. We have freedom in this. You know, it's like we were in bondage before when we live in the Antichrist system. I mean, you know, he, he gave us a bill of goods, whatever that was. He says, oh, yeah, do this or that. And, yeah, you'll have fun. But when the lights are out and you're all by yourself, you still have that emptiness in your heart that only God could fill. And so he's telling his disciples here that, that go to all the nations. And he says, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, in other words, after they got saved, receiving Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, they got baptized. And he goes on to tell them to teach them to obey. Obey all I've commanded. Wow, I mean, so get this. A couple thousand years ago, the disciples are kicking it with Jesus. And Jesus is telling them just before he gets caught up into heaven, look, guys, what I told you, follow after and obey and teach others to obey. I mean, society today would have a hard time with that right now. I mean, look at what's happening in these, these cities. These people going crazy. They, they, don't, they don't respect authority. They don't respect property. And they don't respect life. But Jesus is the life, the truth. Amen? He is the one that says that as you obey me, because the Spirit of God is in you and you love me and I love you, it's easy to follow after Jesus. It's not, it's not the law. Because in Romans chapter 8, it talks about that, by the way. It says, it says the letter of law kills so in other words, if we're trying to live for Christ just because we're after the law only in our own power, we're going to fail. We're going to fall flat on our face. But if we love like Jesus loved and allow the Holy Spirit to change us because of the love relationship we have with him, then we can do all things in Christ Jesus who strengthens us. That's found in Philippians. So see, it's a common thread as we learn to walk in the Spirit. We are victorious. And it doesn't matter how ugly it is outside. It doesn't matter how dark it is. It doesn't matter if the Democrats got into office, Republicans, independents. It doesn't matter what happens in Russia. It doesn't matter what happened with China. God is in control and he has a plan. And it's being executed. Don't think that it's not being executed just because we see this turmoil. That's part of the end time prophecy. Read Matthew 24 and you'll find out. Everything you're seeing happening today was already predicted a couple thousand years ago. 
And so that's pretty awesome in itself. Okay, so the next scripture I want to read to you, I just got to tell you about the great commandment. I want to talk to you about an end times attitude. An end times attitude. That, and this is very important. And uh, I'm going to read from uh, 1 Timothy. And you'll catch on right away uh, in 1 Timothy here. And then I want to go chapter 1. And then we're going to read verse 1 and, one and 2. Or excuse me, actually we're going to read... One, I must have wrote it down wrong, but I will find it real quickly for you because this is a, this is a very good, uh, very good part of scripture here. Um, actually, what I'll do, I'm going to move to Titus because for some reason, for some reason, the wrong scripture got written down there. But I'll tell you what that scripture is because I know it by heart. But I'm going to read Titus to you. And uh, what I want to do, first, first chapter of Titus, we're going to read a couple verses in there, and that's going to be verse 15 and 16. And this is, a, this is an attitude too, okay? So, the writer says this, To the pure, all things are pure. But to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Indeed, both their minds and their conscience are what? Defiled. They profess to know God... But by their actions, they deny him. Does that sound familiar to you? This is, what God, this is what the Word of God is saying. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for any good deed. In other words, in, you can read it in Romans chapter 1. It talks about that people that were continuing to rebel against God and sin and do their own thing, that he gave them over to a depraved, deceived mind to do what was wrong. And they thought they were doing right. They were calling evil good and good evil. And here in Titus, he's saying this end-time attitude that, that of the unbelieving and the defiled that talks about their consciousness being, and their minds being defiled. So in other words, impure thoughts, impurity, I mean, compromise, um, um, you know, just anything that had to do with evil, they, they, people would gravitate to. And I don't have to convince you of that. You can see that in our own country, let alone, you know, we talk about other world, world countries that have witchcraft like Africa, but hey, I'm here to tell you, in this country, there's a lot of witchcraft going on right now in our very, before our very eyes. I mean, you know, people that do what they're doing, do you think that's just because they're crazy? No, there's an influence there, and it's a spiritual influence that's not good. And so this is exactly what Titus is talking about in this end-time attitude that they're professing they know God because there's people that, and I'm not going to name names of, of political parties and things like that, but you know what I'm talking about. They say, oh, well, I go to church. Well, the reality is you don't go to church. You go to a building where the church gathers because the church is us. <laughs> Jesus said, upon this rock, in other words, Peter, the gates of hell not prevail. We are the church. Wherever we go, the Bible tells us wherever two or more gather in his name, there I am in their midst. That's church. Where we gather as a group, that's a building that we fellowship with. That's why I, I would rather be referred to as a disciple of Christ than a Christian. Not because I have anything wrong, you know, problem with a Christian, but the only problem is this. Many people call themselves Christian, but just like the scripture says, they profess to know God, but they deny him in their actions. They're detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good deed. Now, that's not a popular thing, by the way. How many know that's not a popular message? Especially depending upon where you live. I mean, you might, you might get like some pretty, pretty bad stuff coming at you, right? Because in the last days, here's what Jesus said. He said, you would be hated. The nations would hate you over my name, the name of Jesus. I see that happening in our country now. I mean, more than, than I ever seen it before. And so 
you see it too. So this is the prevalent attitude. And the scripture that I want to read it to you in 1 Timothy has to do with this too. It talks about that, that people would no longer listen to the words of God, sound doctrine, the Bible. But what they would do is that they go to these different speakers, these soothsayers, these card readers, these uh, demonic entities that they conjure up. And they would listen to the, the, the things that they say that tickled their ears. That, that, in other words, they wanted to rebel and do dark things. So if, if this guru or this person is calling and say, hey, I, I, hey, this is a church, but I'll prove of your sin. Just come on in. It's okay. This is what God is saying that in the last days that we would see. And I don't have to convince you of that. You could see that happening. It, I remember when I went to Bible college and uh, graduated in 2000, started in 1998. And I remember them telling us at that time that, you know, just talking about the uh, amount of pastors that would quit the ministry and that there was actually pastors that weren't saved. I mean, that was just on the pastors. And I thought to myself, if the pastors are having issues like that, how are the people doing and, well, it's obvious. I mean, they're struggling. Uh, they might even be in this deception. If, again, read Matthew 24, and you find out that Jesus says, do not be deceived three times in the last days. And that's what we're at in the last days. And a lot of people are being deceived right before our very eyes. But I pray that in the name of Jesus that you would not be such a one, that I would not be such a one. Anyone listening to this telecast, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would follow the true God, the true Jesus who transforms lives. In other words, it's like baptism represents this. When we go to be baptized in the public, what we are saying is that I have received Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, and this old life of sin that used to run after darkness is going to go into the water and die in faith with Jesus. So in other words, Jesus nailed our sins to that cross when he died for us, and I accept that. So in other words, what you've done is you've said, okay, God, I give you my sin, and I take your righteousness that you've given to me because you paid the price in full. And when we do that, we are born again. Our name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You can read about that in Revelations. And so when we're baptized into the water, the minute we say, in the fire of the Holy Spirit, just like it says, baptized in the fire of the Holy Spirit, you go through the water, public of watching, and you come out, and they're clapping. Why are they clapping? Because the old man has died in the water. The new man comes out in Christ Jesus, walking and living in the Spirit. That's how it's supposed to be. How many, how, I'm sure you don't always hear that, right? You don't, you don't hear too often anymore about sin and the consequences of sin and preaching against it. Why? Because it's become a social gospel. You know, get comfortable with me. It's people are more, more interested in getting comfortable with their sin than allowing the Holy Spirit through the love of Jesus to deliver them and set them free. Because it's called a familiar spirit. You can read about in the, in the Bible, talking about familiar spirits. And generally what happens for us when we, when we get into a bad place if we're not strong in the Lord and we don't know the power of God's love, is that when tragedy happens or, or trauma or a disappointment of a great magnitude, we gravitate to that familiar spirit of sin. Might be alcohol, might be drugs, might be gossip, might be uh, um, sexual perversions. It could be a, a, a load of things that it was familiar to us in our old life. So sometimes when we're growing up in the, in the Lord, we, we mess up. You know, and I used to, you know, years ago, I used to wonder about this. Well, why is that so, God? We, here we are. We've given our lives to you. And why do we still seem sometimes to gravitate towards sin? And that's, and that's the point. We need a Savior. We need the Holy Spirit's love to guide us so that we become more consistent in our walk. Because I'm here to tell you right now is that, yes, we will get better at, at following Jesus in the Spirit. But we'll always have struggles in this world because we're still in a fallen world. Now, that doesn't mean that we will rebel that doesn't mean that we'll run to sin, 
but it just means that we live every day and sometimes we make mistakes. But that's why in 1 John chapter 1, I believe it's verse 9, it says that if we confess our sins, Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So in other words, the sins past, present, and future are covered. So as long as we're walking in the Spirit and following after Him, we're good. But understand that the times we live in are the last days. The next great event that will be happening is going to be the Great Tribulation, my friends. We are in pre-rapture, pre-tribulation times. Read Matthew 24. I did a, a teaching on that and a video on that, but you guys need to read that and understand what it's saying because it applies today. It applies today. And also, it would be a good idea just to read Revelation. I know some people have problems with that because it's symbolisms and things like that. But it's still good to read so you can get an understanding. It talks about the mark of the beast there. It talks about being our names being written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It talks about the seven churches in the very first couple chapters of their condition and what the Spirit of God said to them. You know, the church I talked about this morning, the church of Laodicea, that was lukewarm. And what did God say? If you are lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth and reject you. We don't want to be lukewarm, church. We want to be on fire with the passion of God in us burning and just saying, yes and amen, Lord, change me today. Let me be a blessing today, Father God. In faith, I trust you. I know apart from you, I can do nothing of eternal value. I mean, we talk, I mean, you just got to talk to God. That's what a personal relationship is about. Yeah, there's times of prayer, there's times of intercessory prayer, and there's just time just to talk to him, just hang out, chill with Jesus, say, God, you know, this is, you know, whatever the thing is you want to talk to him about. He's like, okay, I'm here, I'm listening. And he answers us. We need to walk in the spirit, church. That's what it's all about. If we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Did you know that? You can't do both at the same time. If you're walking in the Spirit, you're not even thinking about anything that the world has to offer, Antichrist system. No, you're just loving on Jesus, Jesus loving on you, and you're just in the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. You know, you're walking in perfect peace, you know, peace that passes all understanding, and you have that living hope because you know your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I mean, these are the promises of God. This is what breaks the yoke of bondage of this darkness that's trying to infiltrate fear into this society. It's Jesus who will break through with his light of love and the Holy Spirit to expose the lies of the devil. Because all the devil can do is this. The Bible tells us that he runs around like a roaring lion. Okay, so that means he's roaring. That's pretty loud. It can be intimidating. But if you looked at the devil lion, guess what? He, when he roars, he ain't got no teeth. You know why he ain't got no teeth? Because Jesus took the keys of hell, death, and the grave from the devil. So all you do is, is roar and try to scare you and intimidate you and deceive you. That's all he has. But see, if he does get you into deception from that roar of fear, he's got you. He's got you, you see. And so... We are not people of fear because God has given us what? A sound mind, love and peace. Amen. The power of God. And we are people of faith. Faith. Because remember this, fear is false evidence that appears to be real. False evidence that appears to be real. But faith is what we find in Christ Jesus. And if we walk in faith and in his word, we are victorious. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. My favorite scripture is that we walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, by the Spirit. If God said it, I believe it, therefore it's done. Amen? That's the attitude of gratitude that we as believers need to have. If God said it, I believe it, and it is done. I may not see it right now. It may not look like that right now, but God, if your word said it, it's my promise. I know you are faithful to your word. Therefore, I'm going to trust you. That's faith. I'm going to trust you. And I'm here to tell you, after 40 years of, of, of being a Christian man and, and doing different types of ministry, health ministries, prison ministries, pastor ministries, different things that I've had the privilege to do, that still holds true. That when I don't know 
what the outcome's going to be. I said, God, I don't know. I, I'm with, I'll be honest with God. I don't know what the outcome's going to be, God, but I do know you've called me. I do know I'm your child. I do know that I don't like sometimes what's happening around me or what might even be happening to me directly. But you know what? I put my trust in you, Lord. You are my defense. You are my shield. You are my fortress. You will deliver me from the snare of the enemy. And you will make a public spectacle of him showing that you are victorious, Lord, because it's about your kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done, what? On earth as it is in heaven. You know, that's why I said the other day about praying the Our Father. That's the disciples' prayer because that covers everything we need to have in order to live a victorious life. But I wanted to bring that to you. I thought it was very important that we go back to our roots of faith, of what got us to love Jesus. Well, first of all, because he loved us first, he gave us eternal life, amen? But then he said to make disciples. We are disciples of Jesus Christ. You can call me a Christian, that's okay, but really I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because I've heard people say, well, everybody's a Christian and all these things. And of course we know the only way you can become a a born-again Christian is to accept Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior. That's what the Word of God says. So if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, you're a deep learner and a close follower of the ways that Jesus shows. And the Holy Spirit is right there to inspire and to fill us and to illuminate our lives so that we can walk in victory. Amen. So I wanted to share that with you today. I'm going to sing one more song. And I just want to pray with you as well. I mean, I don't really know. Maybe you are struggling. Maybe you have family members and Maybe you've lost loved ones because of this coronavirus. And whatever it may be, I just want you to know that Jesus is there for you. He's faithful. He's closer than the brother, the Bible says, that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. That if you cry out unto the Lord, he'll hear you and he'll answer you. And he'll bring you comfort. He'll bring you peace. Whatever it is that you need, he has more than abundance to give to you. Amen. So I want to sing this song and I'm going to close the word of prayer again. It's... Uh, uh, you are worthy of my praise. I'm going to ask Dolly to come over here and sing with me.
Father, I pray in the name of Jesus with hand lifted up that you would touch the people that are watching now in their spirits and in their hearts from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet that you would send them a fresh anointing of your spirit, God. If they are seeking healing of mind, soul, body, emotions, Father, you send that, Lord. Send your angelic host to do warfare and ministry on their behalf, on their family's behalf, in their job place, in their school, whatever it might be. Whatever the stronghold is, God, you break it and you allow your joy and your peace that is passing all understanding to be ever-present, ever-present help in time of need, Jesus. And we'll be careful to give you the glory and all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name we pray. And God's people said amen and amen. Love you guys. Appreciate you following Speak the Word. And remember, um, also lifted up ministries. We're together. We're all together. We're one. Um, and we are out helping the homeless. We're feeding them. I'm excited about Thanksgiving coming up. We're going to be providing food, blanket, clothing, just different things we want to bless them with. But the most important thing we're going to bless them with is I'm going to share the love of Jesus and the gospel to them. Uh, so be praying for me. And I'll be praying for you. And if you like uh, what you're hearing from uh, Speak the Word, subscribe, like it, and share it. Because I want people to know that Jesus is still alive and well and that he, he will make all the difference in the world. Amen. So God bless you. Have a wonderful week, whether at work or school, whatever you're doing. And may the Lord be with you always. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you soon. That was Anthony with Speak the Word, and Dolly, that's me, with Lifted Up Ministry. Thanks, you guys, for listening and supporting us. Um, we hope to meet you all soon, and appreciate you listening. Have a blessed day. Amen.